1: Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way, back again with you guys for another episode of our series looking at all the latest Arsenal news on our Arsenal Agenda show. I'm joined by Bailey. How you doing, mate? You good? You well?
0: Yeah, I'm all good, TC. How are you, mate?
1: Not bad. Not bad. We're kind of waiting for the end of the season now. Um, (laughs) It's a a disappointing end. Maybe there'll be a surprise. I doubt it, Um, but maybe there will be. Speaking of what will happen the last day of the season, of course, last night, Everton confirmed their uh, safety with a win over Crystal Palace. We've already been burned by a sub with nothing to play for in Newcastle. How do you think last night's result will affect the way Everton play on Sunday?
0: Uh, Honestly, I don't think it will affect things. I think they might play with a bit more confidence. They might play a little bit uh, less less nerves because they have nothing to play for. But again, they're on a high they're on the up so regardless i think they'll still play with the high intensity that they were expected to play with and they want mm-hmm. to get a win against arsenal to really push on and and lampard want his boys to get a win for next season for a good start so i don't think we should look at it and say yes everything has a so it should be easier for us now no that's not the way we should look at it we should look at our own performance and say we need to step up because regardless of how if ever we're still fighting for relegation or not the way we've been playing in recent weeks I don't think it matters what the state of the other team is because we've been very poor. So, mm. yeah, I'd say if I had to choose between whether rather than playing for nothing or playing for relegation, of course I will choose nothing. But again, with Arsenal's result on Monday. It's made it less important, <laughs> less simple. And you just feel like, ah, oh, do you know what? It's just <laughs> just see how it goes regardless.
1: Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I, look, I, I, I wrote a piece on this yesterday talking about how like, it's impossible to know whether or not... Um, It will be affected. I think that there's a chance that if they had had someone to play for, then the pressure would have been on them um, as well, and that that could have forced errors and mistakes. But, you know, it's more reason for them to kind of hold on to a a point or a draw or, you know, a one-goal lead if they have it, whereas now they can just play with freedom. Um, it was interesting seeing Richarlison's tweet. Did you see Richardlison's tweet this morning? Yeah, to, to Carrier. Carrier. I, like I like responded. That. Um, you know, I thought Carragher's response was pretty witty, um, and you know, pretty diffusing in its response. what do you make of that? Because I mean, you know, players get criticized by yeah. pundits a lot, and I think it stems from Carragher's criticism of his like Dive that wasn't a dive. He really rolled his ankle against Liverpool, and and Carragher criticised him for it. Um what, what do you make of kind of that? I like it.
0: It's a freedom of expression. I think in every other sport you see this happen. I know in NBA basketball players they always come out and speak. They even go on shows to to speak and defend themselves. So I think it's only mm. right if footballers are given the same opportunity if they want to say how they feel, they should be allowed to say how they feel. Footballers are not robots at the end of the day. You look at the situation, of course, of after the match, the aftermath of the Everton match, when certain things happen, I think footballers need to, people need to realise footballers are humans just like us. And if they want to express themselves on social media the the same way we do, then they are allowed to, they deserve to defend themselves. And I think, I love what Rickarlison did. I hope more footballers do it because he has them a voice, also creates a personality and it shows to people that they're not just there to be, by, uh, bitter, i not. I'm not receive anything back.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think that when it comes down to these types of criticisms, they can cross the line. They expect expects no response at all, and when they get a response, often it's it's like the Grant th- uh thing after the the Newcastle game. You know, immediately after that, there was a lot of emotion and anger about what he said. But the way that Gary Neville approached it, like calling him a disgrace and stuff like that, you know. I- That crossed the line. I mean, Xhaka, you know, and from the feeling of inside the dressing room, he wasn't calling anyone out in in particular. He was talking about the team as a whole not being good enough. And, you know, I don't mind that accountability and honesty uh, now having reflected upon what he said and, and understood it in the context of what happened. But yeah, players sometimes I think are too attacked. I also think there's an element of, you know, a lot of the pundits that are around are from a different kind of era of football. That's so why I think I like a lot of what Mika Richard says in particular because, you know, he's played in a, in more of the modern era compared to, say, the likes of Neville and Carragher that have been around more in the noughties of, of football than the, the 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 2010s. And I think that maybe that that tells maybe a bit more in the, the different landscape of football as it's changed and that certain pressures are, are around now that weren't before. But who knows? Um, we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, there is some more stuff to be speaking and talking about regarding Arsenal as well. Um, Rhys Nelson. It is impossible, apparently, for him to continue on at Feyenoord, according to uh, the Feyenoord executives. He could return to Arsenal. There are reports emerging that supposedly Arsenal have been impressed with his loan spell there. Do you think it would be the right move to integrate him into the team? Funnily
0: enough, I did, I did a piece, I wrote a piece uh, a couple of days ago on how the European League, Arsenal being in European League, is perfect for Rhys Nelson and why he should stay at the club because of this. I think the Newcastle performance showed that Pepe will not be at the club next year. And Arsenal mm-hmm. are going to need to replace him. And I don't think we can afford to cons- consistently replace every single player in the squad. Now, we're going to have to use the, the debt from our loan and the players who are doing well. Reece Nelson has done very well in Europe, in the way for Europa Conference League. So, hopefully mm. he can re- replicate that form in the Europa League for Arsenal. Because we are going to need to rotate a lot. And we, are all, we all need the Europa League squad as well. And I think Reece Nelson deserves an opportunity in that and I don't think he's in the way of any youngsters coming through so I think give Reese Nelson that shot and let him have a year at Arsenal before also you need to sign a new contract so we can get more money for him so give him a give him a new contract give him a, a year to see how he does and if he doesn't do well then we sell him one but I definitely definitely look to give him another year after the the good turnaround in the second half of the season he's had at Feyenoord.
1: Mm, absolutely. I think that with with any player, you've got to have an open mind to their return. You know, we I haven't really watched anything of, of Nelson this season to be able to sit here and go, no, nope, he's not good enough, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. I thought that if he has a good loan spell, it means that Arsenal will be able to get more money for him maybe in the summer. But if he's impressed to a level that the club feel that he can come back and contribute if he wants to sign a new contract and all of that. And it doesn't necessarily affect us going for some sort of a, a wide forward upgrade on what we've already got and that he's going to be integrated into the team with, you know, the the Europa League responsibilities that we've got maybe next season. I have no issue with that. Um, but I do think it needs to be considered a move which ultimately does not affect what we were going to do in the market, if that makes sense. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the other bit of news coming from uh, one of Arsenal's loneys this season um, is, of course, William Saliba. Uh, and uh, William Saliba was talking about kind of his time at Arsenal in an interview I think he did in French, which is gradually being fully translated. Um, but he said about the, when he kind of was spending time with the under 23s, and he spoke honestly about it, basically saying, you know, he didn't enjoy it, he didn't want to do it, he didn't want to play with the under 23s. Is that fair, or should he have been applying himself more?
0: I think it's fair. I think it's fair. He's a top-quality centre-back. He had two years, a year or two years in a year. Sorry, in in League One, where he was a regular centre-back, and then suddenly he comes back to England and he's almost relegated to the under-23s. I get he was still playing. He wasn't like he was rejecting to play for the under-23s. Mm-hmm. He was still playing at the end of the day, and I think that's fine. I think that shows the of course the strong mentality of him. I think with a centre-back, you need your defence with a type of mentality that is that is strong and and doesn't almost self-doubt themselves and of course he believes in his ability and I think that's a I look at that as a positive rather than a negative and mm. he's, he's with every right because if he's performing in the league on hes, he's labelled as one of the most promising French defenders to so suddenly to come back to England and Arsenal and play in the under 23s and Arsenal weren't doing great themselves in the defensive positions it must feel quite quite self-damaging quite no I'm better than this and I shall be playing for the first team and I think that's reflected his mentality has reflected why he's done so well this season and once again I must say he's been called up for the Nations League. Um, we got up for the nations for the France squad the Nations League, and that is just yeah. once again major pointed to how Jampes, uh believes in him, how the French French media also also praises him, and he's got a strong mentality, and hopefully he can bring that to Arsenal because. Yeah, we need we'll need them
1: next season for sure. Yeah, I really think we will need him. I think there's an opportunity for him to get into yeah. the team to compete, to rotate with the amount of games that we're going to have next season as well. And, you know, there's that chance for him to play. I think there'll be plenty of opportunities for him to play. I don't see why there wouldn't be. Um, I think that with the players that we're being linked with, it's interesting seeing that we're linked to both a left and right back. I think the right back one's in particular interesting because it could mean that Tommy Asu becomes a rotational figure at centre back as well, and we could use him at centre back if we needed him to, and his versatility going to be a real asset to us and so he could play alongside Saliba or next to Saliba right back and then you could bring in say this Nahuela Molina who's been linked with us uh, from Udinese to come in and play right back so there's lots of options for Arsenal if we get the business done right and I don't think Saliba should be discouraged by prior experience at Arsenal. I think we've handled his last 18 months well, getting him those two loan moves to Nice and Marseille. He's improved a hell of a lot. He's grown and matured as a person. And I think it's been beneficial. I wouldn't have changed you know, anything about this season. I wouldn't have not sent him out on loan this season. I would have... Made sure that he went out on loan, and I think it's been beneficial to him. And we'll move on from there, of course, and, and hope that something good happens. Now, Keith Kim um, points out uh, that Mia Dima or Midamar rather has signed a brand new contract. Maybe she could get into the men's team for us. Yes, I mean, we could have done with Midamar, yeah. I tell you, this season because she's been scoring some fantastic goals. But it's great news because there was, you know, a worry that she would go to Barcelona. Arsenal had a, you know, a very decent season I feel that they didn't quite get to what they wanted to achieve which was the title, you know, we've dropped points in in certain games that maybe we shouldn't have done, but we took it to the final day of the season against a Chelsea side that have, you know, absolutely dominated English football for the most part and they've got players like Sam Kerr who is who's just brilliant, but making sure that we keep Midamar at the club was really key to what we can hopefully achieve next season.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. As you know, he either strike or he scores goals. You don't score goals, you don't win titles. You don't score goals, you don't challenge with the best and Miedemar signing a new contract can only be a positive for for the Arsenal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we look forward to seeing her next season. I believe it's only a one-year extension um, and I, I feel that's kind of a, a contract that's like, look, prove to me why i should stay here for longer than just this year and uh, we'll see what happens but for this might yeah. be our last chance saloon to to make sure that we can convince her to stay so let's see what happens um afsar says i'm more worried about losing saka and Gabby to champions league clubs and maybe other going to champions league teams are you worried about this do you think there's a chance arsenal could lose their best players i wouldn't say worried but i am there is a slight hint of, c- of
0: concern there because i know football at london understood that uh Sa- getting Saka into a new contract was Arsenal's priority for the summer. Mm. But if you're Saka, you're going to look at it as though, OK, can we get Champions League football here? Are we being realistic? Because next season, it's going to be even tougher than it is this year because Manchester United, of course, will be back with Eriton mm. You can't forget Newcastle and their rise next season. They're going to be an absolute mm. problem, which we should not ignore. Of course, Tottenham with Son and Conte, if they get Champions League football, they'll only improve and Chelsea, Liverpool and City. Mm. They're there another level still. So it will be harder for Arsenal and Saka will be looking at it. If we don't get Champions League anytime soon, your footballer at the end of the day. And I think the best footballers want to play in their best competition. So he'll look at it. But I think for now, Saka is the franchise of Arsenal Football Club. He's the face of the franchise. So I think it's best in his best interest to stay at the moment. And then maybe in a couple of years, if we're not in the Champions League, then I'd really be worried about him leaving.
1: Mm, absolutely. Um, yeah, fingers crossed that something gets sorted out, but we'll have to wait and see um, what indeed changes with Saka. Look, because he's a he's a must keep. You know, he's, he's a generational talent that could turn into a world class player for us in the future, and we need to be keeping that type of players at the club. Um, Mark says it will be interesting to see a second Gabrielle trust the process and speaking of trusting the process there's been an interesting interview released with Mikel Arteta and BBC Sports in which he says in a week's time when we are all on holiday and we look back at what we've done whether we are in the Champions League or the Europa League I think everybody will agree that we did more than what was expected what do you make of that quote
0: from the start of the season absolutely you're not wrong Arteta you're spot on I agree even from January I agree however The last two months, I completely disagree. I think I'm still struggling to get over the defeats to Crystal Palace, Brighton, and Southampton. That is is like a dagger to my heart. I think we really could... Just one win from that, three draws from that, we would be in the top four right now. That does hurt. Mm. I think we really lost it from a great position. But again, if you're talking about the start of the season, even three games into the season, yes, you're right. But again, top six was our target, and we've reached top six. So... To say it was an absolute overachievement now is wrong. We've reached our targets, what we wanted to get. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we're feeling in the summer. I think I'm still disappointed about Monday. This still it's still fresh in my mind. I think I still have my concerns, but there is positives to take us over. Well. The concerns are the fact that we lost it from a great position, the same mm. way we did against Villarreal and the year before that, and the year before that. I've said this before: progression comes with results, and if we don't get results, then that's no proof of progression. Maybe we've got a more healthy system and healthy squad to reach the progression but again we need to we need results and results prove progression and 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 if we get the champions league then for me that would be a big 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 booster but until then we've reached our target and that's our target
1: yeah, I, I say I don't necessarily have an issue at all with with what Arteta said there. I think that he's right. I think people will look back on this season and go, oh, yeah, Arsenal did more than what we expected them to. Um, it's a disappointment because we had top four in our hands, you know, and we had that opportunity. I think there are factors certainly associated, some in and some out of our control that contributed to us missing out on it or potentially missing out on it. Um, but, but yeah, look, I, I think that fifth place was about where i thought we were i said the season i think we've got the fifth best squad in the league i think after january we probably had the sixth best squad in the league because we weakened ourselves and spurs you know strengthened themselves uh and obviously the injuries that affected us too but we could have done more in january to combat that and we arguably should have done more in january to combat that and maybe we're now seeing the you know because of, of what we failed to do and where we're now achieving with the position that we we're expected to get but It's progression from last year. It's moving us in the right direction. It's not the same fifth place that say, Uno Emery was in. For me, that was a fifth place that was still going in a backwards trajectory. And we saw that with what happened, you know, with that team in the next season. And eventually Emery getting sacked in eighth place and Arteta taking over in 11th place. We've now started to arrest that slide and put us back in the right direction. I feel this is, you know, us going on the up. So that's where I'm looking at Arsenal right now as a team progressing forwards. But as soon as that stops happening, then you need to start asking some questions and we certainly will be doing that next season if that turns out to be the case. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate your time as always. Uh, Bailey, thank you so much as always for coming on the show.
0: Thank you, TC, as always, and everyone in the comment section as well.
1: Absolutely. We'll have more content for you coming out over the next few days or so. Mikel Arteta's press conference is also today, so we'll be able to catch up on that when it releases. And uh, yeah, we'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.